Good evening, Sports Zodians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Aguilaro. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. Recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports Entertainment Radio Network. We got a good show for you tonight. Starting a little later than usual, and that's because everybody's having long days here, and I can tell you, me, me as well. But we will be joined by both Dave Hastings and Eric Tressler in a matter of moments here. Of course, we are rebroadcast, redistributed through all our various podcasting outlets. So as always, we thank you for joining us, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. Always thank you guys for listening to us. Rate, like, subscribe, share, do all the things. Always appreciated. We got a good show for you tonight. Um, so we have week two to talk about in the NFL and the books. All the come-from-behind victories and the near-come-from-behind victories that happened. The Jets get their victory down 17-31 to 31 with a little less than two minutes to go couple other big comeback victories, too, that we will get into. Um, Miami, Tua, everybody's on the Tua bandwagon now, had a big game, won a bunch of people, some fantasy contests there. And I can tell you right now, I had to listen to it last week in this league that Fife made us all join uh, about um, – he didn't make us join it um, – about um, the fact that my team had the lowest scoring point total – in the league, um, I <laughs> thankfully, um, because of Tua, back in the driver's seat this week. Dolphins down 35-14 at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, they have the come from behind victory, as I said, 42-38 on the back of Tua's touchdown passes. Las Vegas had a 20 to nothing lead over Arizona with 8:24 remaining in the third quarter. They lose to the Arizona Cardinals 29 to 23 in overtime. Thankfully, the Cowboys held on to a victory, a game they were once leading 17 nothing. The Bengals did wind up coming back to tie the game, and the Cowboys went on a last minute field goal. So we have all that. But as always, when I am by myself, we start off with some baseball. And I got to tell you, <laughs> this season is going to take about 10 years off my life. It, it definitely will. Um, so obviously the last couple weeks have been a little nerve wracking. Um, we're here in September. The Braves are rolling along, seemingly never lose. Um, and then you have the Mets who have been chugging along pretty good this season. They're not the team that's necessarily going to blow everybody away, but they're grinders. They've done it all season. They've persevered through the adversity. Every time it looks like the wheels may start to come off, they're able to rebound and at very least keep their heads above water. Like I said, they've done it all season. They've persevered through all the near injuries Right now, we got Starlin Marte out. This team has been hit 101 times by pitches, and Marte is the only one this season 
who's had to go on the injured list as a result of it. All the times Alonzo got hit early in the season, Lindor got hit earlier in the season, all the different scares, Lindor with his hand in the door, uh, Escobar going down a couple times this season, losing Luis Guillorme, their best fielder, numerous under, other nicks and bruises. Max Scherzer going out for a couple different times this season because of uh, pain in his oblique, his side. DeGrom, what more can I say there? Been out for uh, first three, four months of the season. The first couple months, or excuse me, the first couple weeks of this month did look like the Braves had their opening to overtake them, and they actually did for one day. And then the Mets righted the ship a little bit. They took two out of three from Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, two out of three from Miami about a week and a half ago. That when they lost the Friday night game, I believe that was when the Braves overtook them for first place for one day before the Mets won the next two games and got back into first place. Last week, they get swept by the Cubs, the lowly Chicago Cubs. The saving grace, the Braves also lost some games during that stretch. So thankfully, the Mets did not lose first place in the division. And thank God, just what the doctor ordered, they go into Pittsburgh for a four-game series, they sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then last night, they beat the Milwaukee Brewers in the first of a three-game series. The division, I said a number of months ago, I thought the last weekend of the year's series against the Atlanta Braves, I really didn't think it was going to mean that much. I figured the division, whatever was going to happen, would be done by then. Boy, I was wrong about that. But for right now, we can take solace in the fact that the Mets will make the playoffs for the 10th time in the 60-year franchise uh, history of the franchise. 10 times. You can count them on two hands. I mentioned a few weeks ago in the history of futility with this franchise, 10 times making the playoffs. So I appreciated the fact that it was a very muted celebration well, you didn't see the traditional spring people with the champagne. You saw people sipping the bubbly out of the, out of the glasses and everything. Some beers floating around, pictures being taken. And it was nice. I thought it was classy to do it like that. A muted celebration for what should be just another stepping stone. Uh, because there's a lot more to go in this season than just making the playoffs. If they need to win the division. The first round by, to me, is crucial. You don't want to play in a wild card round. And then you gotta you gotta win three series. You gotta do it. There's a lot more left to this season to go. Nice to see the Mets will make the playoffs for the tenth time in their history. And only the sixth time that I have memories for. So small victories. Anyway, with that, we welcome in tonight. Dave Hastings is with us. Dave Hastings, how you doing, buddy? Not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. How about yourself? Not too bad either. It's been a long day. I'm going back and forth from where I live to Albany every day this week. Four hours combined on the road. Can I tell you how miss I don't miss how much I don't miss long drives, Dave? 
Uh, I mean, I can, uh, I can imagine, my friend. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, I don't miss going into the office every day, and it, it's only 23 miles, but with rush mm. hour traffic, it's still an hour-long drive each way, so Eesh. I definitely feel you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So as you can tell, I was just wrapping up the baseball stuff. Thoughts on any thoughts you'd like to add on the Mets making the officially making the playoffs, even though this is this is a relatively minor thing. Is it really only their 10th time in the franchise history of making the playoffs? I can tell you every year right now, if you'd like me to. I mean, I don't need you to do all that. I just find that. Shocking. I mean, it's only 10. It's only 10 years. It's not going to take very long. Nineteen sixty nine, nineteen seventy three, nineteen eighty six, nineteen eighty eight, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand six, uh, two thousand fifteen, and two thousand sixteen, which was wild card game, not even a playoff round. And they lost that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But on the plus side, they have a better winning percentage when they make the playoffs in terms of playoffs to World Series ratio than the Braves. There you go. Where, where's fight for that little uh, nugget? <laughs> I don't want to hear the retort to it. That's why I'm saying it now. I will flat out admit I am saying this without him here because I want to be able to laugh and not have to hear any response. <laughs> Fair enough. Have your moment, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We love you, Fife. You know I do. Uh, anyway, um, well, we can move on. I, I Did you have any comment, though? I cut you off. Uh, I mean, like you said, you know, the the first step is to make the playoffs. The next step is trying to win your division. You know, after that, you're talking about trying to maybe make the, uh, you know, take the number one seed. And But when it's all said and done, you just got to get in the tournament. That's all you got to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, huh, I can see Eric's face. There's the audio. Not okay. Not there you go. Well, all right, fair enough. But he's here, ladies and gentlemen. Eric Tressler is here tonight. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Oh, Eric. Okay, well. Sounds like a bad. Eric, sounds like you got a bad connection, but. Yeah, I heard hanging in. But, uh, yeah, Eric, if you could hear us, I can't hear anything from you. That, that goes for me as well. So it, yep. it, it's, not, it's not just you, Mike. <laughs> yep. Now, I, I unfortunately figured that. So maybe we'll go back to baseball in a little while, but we could start on football here, and hopefully Eric's able to get himself sorted out. But while he does, let's get this out of the way. So the Cowboys do beat the Bengals on Sunday, which was nice to see. Uh, unfortunately, a little bit of a downside here. They were up 17 to nothing at halftime. The Bengals claw their, or excuse me, 17 to three at halftime. Correction, I apologize. 17 to three at halftime. Bengals claw their way back, and Cowboys do pull it out uh, on a field goal uh, in the closing minutes. So I'll, I'll let you, well, let's see if we get them back. You're still going to go, but I want to see if we got them back. Uh, let's see this here. Well, the audio is not coming on. Um, 
Uh, it wants to connect the audio. I feel like it really wants to. All right. Eric, are you there? Okay. Okay. It it's telling me you're connected to audio but can't hear me. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Don't worry about that. Okay, I'm just going by what the screen is writing to me. The screen is talking to me. Okay. Uh, fair enough. All right. So with that, Dave, any thought on the Cowboys victory this week? I mean, look, when it's all said and done, they 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 fought and won a, a hard fought game and yeah, they jumped out early, but you know, a lot of times you get that uh underestimation of a backup quarterback. So I really think that's more what you experience with the beginning of the game. But I mean, I, the biggest thing I take away from it is is that Dallas fought and they played tough, which is all you can ask for. Um, but it, it really, I think the bigger takeaway as an overall football fan is you got to look at that Bengals team and just sit there. And I mean, Burrow been sacked 13 times in the first two games, like seven in week one against Pittsburgh, six more times against Dallas. Um, you know, that, that's, that, 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 that's becoming a trend, you know, now third season in with this poor guy in his career. And he's just getting beat up left and right, no matter what they do. And I don't know if that goes on to coaching, execution of the game plan or what, but there's definitely some, uh, some question marks when it comes down to the Bengals and their ability to protect Burrow. Um, you know, Jamar Chase had a very quiet game. Trayvon Diggs played really well against them um, when he was mad, when they were matched up against each other. Um, but like I said, Diggs doesn't, you know, just follow a wide receiver around. So that only goes so far, but yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're a Bengals fan, um, I definitely have some high concerns about that offensive line, even with the moves that they made um, to, to help protect Burrow. It seems like they still didn't, you know, there's more that they need to figure out. Yeah, definitely. And it's strange because we talked about all the offensive linemen that they added in the offseason here, including Lel Collins. But it just looks like for whatever reason, that offensive line is not gelling or doing what it's supposed to do there. So, I mean, that's all I can add for it. I'm just happy they won the game, truthfully. Um, I was working at the time, so all I know is I'm following along. I see 17-3 and then I see 17-7. So that was a little dis uh, distressing, but um, thankfully they pulled it out there. And the Cowboys now one and one. Eric, do you have any comments on that before we talk about what I'm sure you want to talk about? Um, do I have any thoughts on the Cowboys? Yeah, I told you guys. I wish I would have had the guts last week to take them. Like, you know, I just, I, I, I didn't have the table size cojones to do it. Um, but yeah, the Cowgirls, again, I didn't count them out. I think you guys did. Um, but again, it's that it's that slump after a Super Bowl that you see teams sometimes have, and the Bengals are going through it. Um, plus, now this year, everybody has film on Chase. Everybody has film on Burrow, the Burrow Chase connection. I think that a lot of teams are, are figuring out how to play him. Um, you know, and uh, I think the Cowboys did a good job. They have a good defense. Um, Micah Parsons is. You know, probably one of the best of all. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the Cowboys, like I said from the beginning, 
they have talent. And if Dak's not going to be out as long as everyone is thinking that he originally was going to be, this team's probably not going to be in bad shape. Um, you know, they get to play the Giants next week on Monday Night Football. And if they can beat the Giants 2-1 and one with a division win over the Giants, and I think next week's game, even with Cooper Rush starting, is a coin flip. I, I, at the beginning of the year, I didn't care who was starting for Dallas. It probably wasn't a coin flip. But now with the way the Giants have been playing, I'm going to consider it a coin flip because they're trying hard. But to try hards this year. Um, and they're, they're going to give it their all. So, um, yeah, I – that's what I think about the Cowboys. Um, you know, they're, they're still a good football team. I, I don't think they're a shit team. And, you know, I think that they're going to do all right. Okay. Fair enough there. So, I I, I'm guessing. That. I hate the Cowboys, but at the same time, they're a more talented team than my, my bunch of tryhards right now. But, God damn it, we're going we're gonna to try real hard. Now, what do you think is going to get you to say, and I'm not saying they are, but I'm just saying, what do you think it would take for you to look at them and be like, this is more than a try-hard team? Better talent? Well, you're not getting better talent. talent. In- this roster is not talented. Kenny Galladay is garbage. Sterling Shepard's a number three on most teams. Like, uh, the, the, this is not – Good, like outside of Saquon and maybe a couple of like the defensive pieces they have. This is not a very talented squad. Like they're, they're, they're just not. Okay, fair enough. There, Dave. They're gonna you try real any... hard. I, I got that. Yes, we we've established they're gonna try hard. Okay, I, and I, listen, I'm not gonna say anything. I. I'm scared to pick the Cowboys this week against the Giants because, number one, it is the Giants. I know Cousin David could probably give me a whole bunch of statistics about how the Cowboys have beaten the Giants over the last few years and everything, but I'm sorry. Playing the Giants, especially without Dak, still scares the piss out of me. So I I, I don't know. I think there's a decent shot you guys finished 3-0. I get that you guys haven't exactly played banner competition, but I just think, like, what type of what type of run would they have to go on here for you to look at them as more than tryhards? Because I mean, the, the talent's the talent. They, 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 listen, they're gonna if they go and they win the division, they go to the playoffs. No, they win the Super Bowl. It's all an overachievement. They're just a bunch of overachievers at that point. They go from a bunch of tryhards to a bunch of overachievers. Okay, Dave, do you have any response? I mean, look, they're they're playing tough football. They're grinding games out. You know, Daniel, they've limited so far. Daniel Jones has limited his mistakes. Um, I don't think they look like a world beater. Um, I think through the first two weeks, if you're going to look at an NFC East team, like the Eagles are the clear-cut best team right now. Um, but, yeah, for the Giants, I mean, like like Eric said, I mean, they make the playoffs and, you know, make a run in the playoffs. That, that would definitely be the definition of overachieving. But when it's all said and done, you can look at the – I think it was the 2011 team that started 2-6 and six and then went 6-2 and two down the stretch, pulled off 8-8, eight and eight, made the playoffs, and went and won a Super Bowl. 
And that wasn't the most talented roster either. So, I mean, when it's all said and done, just like you were talking about, like we were talking about with the Mets, you just got to get there. Once you're there, anything can happen. Yeah, that's true. I do agree with you on that one. So, let's see. I mean, listen, we, we're not going to skip to picks or anything like that, but I'm, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting game this week. I think it's going to be a very telling game for both teams, truthfully. But anyway, let's keep going through stuff for week two. Three big comebacks this week. Jets down 30 to 17 with a minute 55 remaining. The Dolphins down 38 to 16, I believe it was, starting the fourth quarter. And Arizona down 20 to nothing with 824 remaining in the third quarter. And Arizona pulls it out 29 to 23 in overtime. Miami and goddamn Tua woke the hell up and had the best game of his career, leading the Dolphins to a 42-38 victory over the Ravens. And the Jets and Joe Flacco beat the Cleveland Brownstains 31-30. Eric, I'll let you start off here. What? What direction? Oh, like which one surprised you the most? Thoughts on all three games? Like what direction are you trying to go with this? That's probably a fair question to ask. Um, I Both of them, truthfully. I mean, which was the biggest surprise? Like to me, the Jets winning that game with two minutes to go, that's got to be a big surprise there. And um, Dave, I'm tired. What was the other question you put in there? Which one was more impressive and – Thoughts, basically thoughts on all three games. Fair enough. I mean, oh, overall, my, I did. Go ahead. My thoughts real quick are fuck the Browns. <laughs> fuck the Browns. And ha, 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 ha. Who the fuck is Brownie the Elf? Fuck the Browns. Um, so, I mean, as far as the other two games go, huge comeback, fourth quarter comeback for Tua. I think it was 35-14. They were down. I could be wrong. Maybe it was 38-14. But either way, come back. They win it 42-38. Big win for for Tua and Miami. Um, They look like the real deal right now. They look like a tough team to beat. And they're probably the team that's probably closest to if there's going to be anybody to challenge the Bills, which I don't really think there is watching the Bills and the way they trounce Tennessee. Um, the other night or last night, it was uh, they look like the best team in the conference. Um, so yeah, that that they're they're going to be tough to be them in Kansas City. I still think Kansas City's tough. I'm not going to count them out. They're, they're they are champions. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to count them out of anything either. Um, yeah, I. And the third game was which which was the third game again? I'm I know I'm missing one. Arizona. Arizona. Oh yeah, the Arizona game. I mean, listen, Kyler Murray, you know, stepped up. You know, uh, he you know made the plays when it counted, but that was a pretty big collapse by by the Raiders and uh, one that's gonna sting him for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's I mean, hell of a. Hell of a game by by Kyler Murray there at the end. So, 
I don't know. I, I, I that's where I'm going with it. I I, I think it was uh, if you want to put, you know, which one impressed me the most. I'm gonna say probably. Uh, it would it would probably be Tua's performance, six touchdowns, the fourth quarter comeback that they had. Um, Kyler Murray's was really good too, but then the most I would say. The most surprising and the one that brought me the most joy was <laughs> the Jets. And the Jet, and I hate to say that even as a giant fan, because I'm not a Jet fan. I'm not a Jet hater either. It's kind of the way I think about the Mets. Like, I don't necessarily like the Mets, but I don't hate them either. Like, you know, they're, you know, sure. it, it is what it is. But at they're the same time, there. yeah, to see uh, Joe Flacco lead the charge. Um, it was uh, it was something, and that kid Garrett Wilson, uh, the, you know, came through in the clutch. So, uh, yeah, I would say that one impressed me the most. But yeah, looking forward to uh, to this week though, and definitely the Monday night game with uh, Cowboys and the Giants. It'll it'll be interesting. I'll tell you this. Like I said, I, I think was it'll probably on... be boring. I want to be honest with you, Mike. Can we just be honest with ourselves? You say interesting. I'm going to say boring. Well, interesting can be honest, a lot of different really things. You don't really want to see. You don't really want to see a Cooper Rush led Cowboy team on the field. And I, I don't really want to see Daniel Jones, or I really don't care much for Kadarius Tony at this point, or Kenny Galladay. Like half of the guys on the offense, like to be honest with you. Um, you hear? So I heard, I, Eric, I heard Kenny Galladay cleaned out his locker after the game. He on. did. He should. He should be. He should have been on the last bus out of town. He, he stinks. He was a waste I, of time and money. He caught zero touchdowns last year. I think he's played all of two snaps this year, or whatever he's played. He's garbage. He's not good. I'm sorry. They got, they, they, they got, you know, I know he looked good in Detroit, but it, it's not hard to look good in Detroit. Like Detroit's not good. Like, so if you hear any level of talent, like it looks like it's a lot of talent. Like, and I think so the what, Giants old regime got fooled by that and paid this guy a, a lot of money that he doesn't deserve. I mean, he's getting what, like $19 million a year, something like that. I mean, something ridiculous. So I, I don't know. To me, it's a waste of money at this point. I would cut him, deal with the cap hit if there is one, and move on because he let somebody else pick him up. Maybe he has a resurgence somewhere else, but Daniel Jones isn't the guy to, to, to lead his resurgence right now, and he isn't doing anything positive for this team. Sayonara, Kenny Galladay. We'll see you at some other stop later on. You you talk about easy to be impressive in Detroit. I, I do feel the need to point out this is the second straight Detroit wide receiver you guys have been burned on signing in free agency right behind Golden Tate. Yeah, I, I agree. No, it's yeah. but that's the old regime. The old regime, the old uh, hog molly, you know, mentality regime stunk at actually picking talent. And it's, uh, it's going to take Dable more than one season to fix the cap and everything else that's wrong with this team. So 
this year is all gravy in my book. Whatever they do, because they're already exceeding my expectations. Um, whatever they do from here on out, it's it's going to be gravy. If they, they win the division, they make the playoffs, they make a deep playoff run, whatever it is, it, it's, it's all overachieving in my book. And I'm just going to be happy with whatever the outcome is. Because at this point, I know they're pretty much winning these first two games. They should get at least five more the rest of the year to hit my seven goal total. So no matter what, they're going to exceed my expectations. And that's all I can really ask for. So okay. especially in the coach and GM's first year, that's all I could really ask for. Mm. Right. True or false? And in, in, in coach and GM, you get a new coach, a new GM, and they exceed expectations. Like what? What? What else can you ask from? I mean, what? What are the? I, I, Dave, we'll let you get back in here in a second, but just to respond to that, you think of how low the expectations were for Mister Hogmolly and Joe Judge last year. I mean, that's a pretty low bar. I'm saying like seven wouldn't even have been a high bar on that one. Like, I think four would have been a high bar. I picked them at seven. I was the most ambitious at all three of us. Yeah. No, I, I, I get listen, that. They could get there if they if this, this, and this happens and they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And like I said, I knew this team was going to come out and try hard. I'm going to be my mantra all season long. Is they're, they're trying hard, and I knew they were going to do that because they want these guys, some of these guys, especially Barkley and Jones and these guys, they're playing for contracts. They're playing for their money, they're, you know, and the one thing these guys care about is their money. So they knew that the old guys drafted them. These guys, Dable and Shane, they have no ties to anybody on this roster. They didn't bring any of these guys in. So guess what? It's a really easy to let them go. And these guys this year have to prove their worth more than they ever have. And that's why they're going to be trying hard all year. And because of that, they're probably going to win a game or two they shouldn't win. And they're probably going to beat a team or two they shouldn't beat. And that, to me, is going to be the exciting part of the season. I haven't been this excited about a giant season in probably the last 10 years. <laughs> And it's, I'm, only, like, and I'm just I'm just being honest. Like it's been a rough, rough road. And like this is the most optimism I felt. And you guys know the second judge was hired. I was down on judge. I was down on Gettleman and Judge. I called them lame ducks. I said this and that. Uh, you haven't heard me talk that way about this new giant front office. I think they're starting to change what needs to be changed. I'm seeing positive signs. These guys are having fun playing football again. And when they're having fun and they're winning, good things happen. And mm -hmm. I'm going to hope that that just continues. I'm going to hope they win this weekend. But even if they don't, I'm not going to get down on them because they're already exceeding expectations. Fair enough there. Dave, I know we started this in a totally different path than we went, ended up. So I'm, I'm going to leave it to you. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah so um back to the three crazy comebacks um <laughs> that jets comeback was insane no thoughts about it good for them getting that win um i was expecting more conversations on the receipts that would have to be collected um mm. so the fact that you know they got that win i think is huge for them also you know got a couple friends that are jets fans so um, you know, 
always happy to see them get a win unless it's against Dallas. Outside of that, I'm always happy to see them win. Um, I think that you look at the fact that if Nick Chubb just took a knee at the one-yard line instead of scoring his third touchdown, they could have kneeled the game out. Um, that's that's just he blames crazy. himself. He does say it's his fault. I mean, and, and look, I'm not, I'm not mad at him. Like, shit, dude, the end zone's right in front of you. Take the damn end zone. Like, I understand. Hell it. no, you win the game. The touchdown isn't as important as winning. You have to know the situation. You have to know the clock, and that's why he came out and said he was sorry because he knows he should have known the situation and been smarter about that. He wasn't thinking. And instead was thinking like you were just thinking of it's the end zone. Who doesn't want to get in the end zone? For the third time. Give it to me. Let's go. No, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. This is one where you got to, you got to take the L you got to, you got to just kneel it down at the one and realize that you can kneel out the clock here and not have to worry about it. Instead, you score the touchdown and then go on to lose the game. Why give the, the other team the opportunity at all? Why not just, cut their head off right there why not understand the situation so listen i'm not killing the guy because again he scored a touchdown whatever he put his team up more points not like he did anything necessarily wrong but at the same time he didn't put them in the bed he could have he could have sealed the game he could have won the game instead his touchdown led to them losing the game so it's just he has to be smarter. In a football aspect, you, you can't think about yourself. you got to think team. And, and wins are more important, than, in my opinion, than individual stats and touchdowns and this, that. You've got to understand the situation. He, he, he knows he should have understood the situation. And, yeah, as much as I don't want to kill him, I'm kind of killing him here because that, that, that down the road – is the reason why the Browns are the Browns. Look, I'm not mm. trying – I don't think you're actually wrong. I just got burnt by Brian Westbrook all those years ago. <laughs> on me in fantasy football, and I'm bitter about it. So I said, touchdown when you can get the touchdown, let's go. But <laughs> I, I don't actually have a leg to stand on or an argument to give you sit here and be like, nah – what I'm saying, right, what you're saying, no, I, I don't have that. Not possible. It would be incorrect. With that all said, it cost them the game. That's all. That's what this boils down to. Um, I think you look at the Raiders uh, Cardinals game. That, honestly, the Raiders just, they're going to stay the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way they're going to stay the Raiders, and they're not. They don't have – I don't know. I, I don't know how you add Devontae Adams to your offense, don't lose anybody from your offense, and some way, somehow, your offense is worse than it was before you had Devontae Adams. Don't get it. Don't understand it. There's no way you're going to be able to explain it to me. I just don't get it. Arizona, I mean, Lamar, uh, dude, um, Kyler Murray and what he did, 
Uh, I think it was the two-point conversion. He ran like 83 and a half total yards to go two yards forward. Um, that's just insanity if you really think about it and unbelievably athletic. And if we're being honest, that's why, you know, they paid him what they paid him. And why if they didn't, somebody else would have is because he can make plays like that. So um, He'll make those plays for the first 10 weeks of the year. And then. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll probably get hurt, and, you know, it'll, it'll be what it'll be. I mean, I'm not rooting for the guy to get hurt, but he probably will. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but either way, like, that was crazy. But the Raiders, that, that to me, no disrespect to the Cardinals, but that, that loss is the rate on the Raiders. Like, the Raiders lost that game to me more than the Cardinals came back and won it, if that makes sense. Um. And then you look at that Baltimore-Miami uh, game. That, to me, was the best out of three of them. That game was crazy. That game was entertaining. That, that game had everything you could ask for um, in a game. And holy shit, the only thing that sucked was I went up against Tyree Kill in fantasy. So, as you can imagine, I lost. Um, but other than that, that was that game was insane. I mean, you look at the stats that Lamar Jackson put up, and he still lost the game. I mean, you gotta be joking me. That's just wrong. Um, but Tua and, and what he did, and Tyree Kill and Waddle, and I mean, that offense is just as dangerous as a lot of us thought it had the potential to be. Um, it was just a matter of you know how how Tua was going to play, and oh, right now he's leading the league in. Passing yards, he's tied for first and passing touchdowns, and he has Miami at 2-0. and out. So, I don't know what else you can ask the guy to do. And, um, yeah, that one impressed me the most, though. That, that game was out of this world. I don't know if I've ever seen something like that before. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk, we'll talk about the fact that I own Tua in a certain fantasy league that three members of this program participate in in a little while. And I think that's a pretty smooth segue, smooth segue there to welcome Eric Pfeiffer to the program tonight. Eric Pfeiffer, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> we're all right, man. We're all right. So we're just recapping week two a little bit here, and then we're going to move on to picks here. Did you have any thoughts week two, the comebacks, you giants, anything at all? Uh, no, I'm sure you guys have covered it um, pretty well here. Uh, you know, not much to say. Um, it was a fun week of football. Uh, I think there's only six teams now at 2-0. and The Giants are one of them. Oh, I know the Giants are one of them. The tryhards. Um, yeah, that's it, man. And, and I just want to say, like, I'm ready for a three or four game slump. I think uh, it's going to happen at some point in the season. I'm hoping it's not starting this week. It's going to happen. I mean, you know, talent-wise, maybe they're not there. I did think in the offseason that Richie James was a nice little signing. Even if he was only going to be a kick returner, the guy's shown to be a, a reliable pass catcher for, you know, Daniel Jones and everything. Um, you know, so I'm excited. I think there's going to be a three or four-game slump there. I do not want to use the term trust the process because I've been hearing that for the last two or three years way too much. That term makes me want to puke. Um, so I just think that the right message is being sent and the right message is being received. 
And I think even if this team goes on a slump, you're still going to see them out there fired up, trying hard, uh, playing good football. I think they believe in their coaching staff uh, more so maybe than the years past. And, you know, I think all these guys are happy with the situation now and they're, I'm ready to see what this team can do moving forward. Again, I'm not expecting, expecting big things this year. I mean, with the, you know, the thing about the NFL is things can change week to week, uh, month to month throughout the season. So right now, I mean, it, you'd have to consider the Eagles as a very heavy favorite to win the NFC East. Um, they're just high flying. They're, they're high powered offense as, as much as it pains me to say it. Um, and they play very good defense they didn't against Detroit. They played good. They shut down the right guys against Minnesota. Um, to come out with the win. I mean, they just stifled them. Kirk again, did not look good in prime time. Um, so I don't know. I'm just excited to see how the season plays out. I don't, you know, I know initially I said, Hey, if the giants win, you know, seven games, I'm happy. Eight, I'm ecstatic. Nine, I'm over the moon. And then I had originally said at the beginning of the year that nine in this division could even win this division. But I honestly think that the NFC East, that went to the NFC least is actually starting to turn it around a little bit. Even the Carson Wentz led commanders don't look terrible. I mean, I'm not saying they're good, but they don't look terrible. They have some weapons that they can use. They're going to have a guy coming back who got shot. Uh, he's going to be coming back in a couple of weeks. It's going to give them a little bit of a one, two punch in the backfield. Um, I believe chase young comes back at some point in the next few weeks here. So I think the NFC East, when Dak gets back, uh, they're saying it could be within the next week or two, probably not this week, but possibly the next or the week after that. The NFC East is turning around, and you know, within the next year or so, we might see them once again uh, as one of the stronger divisions in football. Uh, it's I'm a little bit surprised, but not 100% surprised on in Denver and what's going on with Russ and, and that over there. I think that's coaching there's a lot of coaching issues there i think the new coach is struggling i mean coach sucks i there's sp- cool I mean, what it is he, he's I'm, not good he is i'm not surprised good. i'm surprised their special teams coach still has a job after two weeks so all the blunders they've had on special teams not having the right guys ready to go get out on the field things of that nature um it's, but, like, it's like watching a college coach he's, he's not ready for the prime time no and i Can think I that throw- again you know, like if you look at it, we all expected, and I think we all remember when Tom Brady first went to the Bucks. we expected things to be, you know, uh, lights out on fire right out of the gates. It even took them a little while, but they had a guy like Bruce Arians at the helm uh, to lead that team through some times where they were trying to mesh. And, and I'm going to throw a name out know. there. I'll throw a name out there that I think after, and maybe probably, but I think it's going to have to be after the season. I think he's got a job already. Um, but no reason he can't get this head coaching job and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, but I'm going to throw out the name of, uh, shit. I just had it and now I lost it. I hate it when I do that. Um, uh, Brian Forrest, Brian Forrest is what I'm going to say. I think, I think that's a, that would be a good move for them. Uh, if you know, you never know, like we just, like I just said, the, the NFL, the week, you know, week to week, month to month, things change. Yeah. This guy could figure it out, you know. Um, a lot of first-time no. head coaches, you know, it snowballs on them, and and things just get out of hand soon and and often. Um, oh. You never know; things don't look good. We'll see what happens. I mean, 
I think that they need to. Uh, they have they have a good one. I gotta go and look at this guy's here. coaching tree. Is what I gotta look at. Because from what I know, cool. I think his dad was a head coach back in like college or something. I don't think he was very good. What and, I'm saying is, they have they know. have the tools to have a very good offense. They can have a decent defense. So either he's gonna figure it out or he's he's gonna be a one and done. Is basically what I was getting at. You know, so it, here's look, what you I got was a one-two punch in the backfield that you can use. I mean, Melvin Gordon actually looks pretty good. Javante Williams is going to be Javante Williams for a few years to come in this league. Like, start using that one-two punch and then let Russ work his magic when he needs to work his magic. If he can figure that out, he'll be all right. But, um, you know, it could turn around. I, I'm not going to write them off just yet. We've seen, you know, look, the Giants won – the Super Bowl in spite of their offensive coordinator, who we all hated, uh, you know, so you never know. The Kevin things could turn around. Yeah, man, I couldn't stand that guy. And I think without him, they would have won a lot more. Yeah, no, they, he stunk. He was terrible. terrible. But, uh, I mean, yeah, but I just don't think that they have the right coaching staff. And, I mean, listen, I think Russ will figure it out. I think Russ is going to be fine by the end of the year. I think this team will be okay. But I just don't think this team believes in the coach. I think week one, uh, I mean, he made uh, some silly coaching moves. I mean, and especially when it came down to clock management at the end of the game. Um, I, I just don't believe that now this team believes in him. And I just don't think he's the right guy. So I think that even if they somehow turn it around and end up nine and eight on the year, I think he's gone. He's a one and done, and they're going to bring in somebody better suited to fit this team um, because I just don't see this team turning it around and believing in this guy. And, I mean, you, you can just uh, you see the little differences. And, the, like, one of the reasons with Dable that I think that he's actually made a difference with the Giants is you see the team and the way he interacts with them and the way that they are, like, it's a different feel. Like, they, you don't get that same feel when you watch Hagen, you listen to these interviews, and you watch him around the team. Or I, I don't know. I just – I think they've lost faith in him. I know it's early, but I don't think they get it back, and I think by next year they're looking for a new coach. One thing I've never understood is is why you – you know, you look what the Rams did. They sold the farm to try and win a Super Bowl. They had the right coach in place. I don't understand why you would hire – you know, you put your team in a situation where you put the pieces to the puzzle together on the field and then you have, you know, somebody leading the crew, who, you know, I just don't understand the hiring, you know, when you, when you do all that and you put all this together and you bring over Russell Wilson. I mean, did you think that maybe with Russell Wilson, you would be a little bit bulletproof, like he can make things happen for you no matter, I don't know what it was. Uh, I think I would have, if I was the ownership or general manager, I probably would have went a little bit more experience uh, with the roster that we put in place if I were the Denver Broncos. Coach can't hack it. Is that what we should call him? Good one there, Mike. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. I've been sitting on that for five minutes. Thank you. (laughs) No, no, no. I I wanted to throw it in earlier. I was letting you guys go. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Dave, do you got anything you want to throw in here? Um... Nah, I mean, I I think five kind of... uh put a nice little bow on on our uh week two nfl conversation awesome all right so with that we're gonna move on we're gonna do our picks tonight 
And I will give you guys a little recap of where we sit here. So all three, you guys won four and two. I won three and three because I picked Cleveland and Washington. And each one of you guys either picked the Jets or the Lions. Uh, Eric picked the Jets. Dave and uh, Fife picked the Lions. And I didn't pick either. So I'm sitting at three and three for this week. I am in last place. Five, five, and one. Fife is at six, four, and one. He's in third place. And Dave and Eric, there's going to be a battle. Going to be a battle. Heavyweight fight here. They're tied seven, three, and one through two weeks here. So with that, it is time. Respect, Eric. Respect. There you go. Yeah. Hey, we're, uh, let's go. Set let's that, go. Let's set that bar. <laughs> all right so with that we're going to start off picks tonight and it is time for Aguilero's aggravation of the week and i told you guys i got knocked out of the survivor league the first week of the season i can't think of any matchups that have fantasy implications for me so what else am i going to be aggravated by this week than this Monday night game between the Dallas Cowboys going into MetLife Stadium, taking on the New York Tryhards, a.k.a. the New York Giants. Eric, I did that for you. I hope you like it. I did. So, thank you. Right. I actually Please like it like when it. Eric calls them the Tryhards. When you say it, I, just because you're a Cowboys fan, I don't like it as much. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not like other fans of other teams who are saying it in a, in a bad way, you know, like other people would. I'm not going to name names here or anything, Fife. Just saying. He said it a whole bunch of times earlier. It seemed only right. It's but the anyway. mantra. It's yeah. the mantra. I mean, in all fairness... Eric took my mantra, so why wouldn't I give him that respect back and use his mantra? We got a nice thing going here. <laughs> Listen, I just know, like, you know, when I play men's league hockey, tryhard is not a uh, uh, very endearing term for somebody. All, in all fairness, I didn't think Eric was using it in an endearing term either, but he used it a whole lot earlier. So, no, I was, this year, I I'm telling it. you, like, I, like I've said from the beginning, these guys are out for their money. The Barkley, these guys, they need to play and they need to play hard because they have to impress not just a new coach, but a new GM. And these guys did not bring these guys in. They have zero ties. So there's never going to be a year where this squad, and I said it before, and you kind of said, back me up on a fight. They're not very talented. They, 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 they have a couple pieces here and there, but they're not as talented as the rest of the teams in, or at least the Eagles and the Cowboys are. I mean, they may be on par with Washington, but uh, not by much. Um, but they're going to try their asses off. And if nothing else, that's going to get them another win or two this, week, this year that they don't deserve. Or, or no, no not, maybe that, not that they don't deserve, but a team that maybe they shouldn't beat. They're going to end up beating, and probably more than one, because they're going to be out there trying really fucking hard. And I actually like seeing it right now. It's actually kind of exciting football for me because I feel like we're going to be the underdogs most weeks. 
But yet, I feel like we got a puncher's chance right now. It's the best I've felt about this team in the last 10 years, probably. <laughs> All right. So I think with that, I will start things off. I will make the first pick. And all I will say is I'm not talking about games. I'm not talking about anything that's happened. Y'all know me. I ain't picking Dallas here. I'm saying the Giants are going to be 3-0. If you need an explanation, y'all have been doing this with me for almost a decade now, if not more. It's been more than a decade, actually, because we started over the summer. Anyway, so that's all I got there. Dave, who you got? Uh, I think Eric's pretty spot on. It's probably going to be a really boring game. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't think Daniel Jones and, uh, Cooper Rush are the two quarterbacks you want to be watching on a Monday night. Um, but that's what, um, with that in mind, I do think that the giants have just looked like a better team over the last two weeks. And that's what I have to go off of. And that's what I'm going to go off of. So I got to take the giants. All right. So Dave has the giants. Eric, which one? Me? You're Eric. He's five. You're Eric. Okay. He's five. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to say that you guys are right and wrong at the same time. And the difference maker in this game isn't on the Giants. The difference maker on in this game is what Dallas has on defense with Micaiah Parsons. And he's, I think, the difference maker – and then because of that, I think he can negate a lot of what the Giants can do on offense. It's going to be a close game. But uh, the Cowgirls and the Tryhards, I'm going to I'm gonna reluctantly take the Cowgirls, but I still have a lot of hope in this in the in the Tryhards this year. Uh, Eric, all I'm going to say is what Fife said to me when I called the Giants the Tryhards. I I say double for you. <laughs> I just want I just want that known. Like re, <laughs> you're better than that, dude. Come on. Cowgirls. We're still doing that. We're not in fifth grade. Anyway, um, sorry. Uh Fife, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Eric kind of took the words out of my mouth there. There's one X factor on that field. There's two. You know, the Giants have one on offense. Saquon Barkley can be an X factor, but he needs a lot of help to get it done. He can make big plays. Things can happen. Um, you know, I think – I'm not sure Daniel Jones turned the ball over last week. I think that Micah Parsons will force probably two fumbles out of Daniel Jones at least. Um, I, You know, going into the season, I thought the Giants would be 0-2 heading into this game. I thought getting beat up by Dallas and on their home turf would get us over to Tyrod Taylor for week four. My over-under on Tyrod – starting was week four and a half and I was going to pick the under at week four. Um, we haven't, we're not there at that point. Um, I, this, this is one, I think even with Cooper rush, I think this kind of brings the giants down to, to earth a little bit. Uh, just Micah Parsons is a difference maker. I'm not sure that offensive line is anywhere near ready. What they need to do. If he decides to rush to pasture, not to mention he can drop back and, and make plays there too. So I'm actually going to pick the Cowboys. So I just want to point out the two Cowboy fans picked the Giants to win and the two Giant fans picked the Cowboys to win. 
I would have bet you 20 bucks before we picked this game. That's what was going to happen. Me too. <laughs> I know. I think part of it is like for me, like I'm on the same page as Mike a little bit as, as I, you know, part of me doesn't want to jinx my team. I am a little superstitious like that. My son wears his Giants jersey to school every Friday um, because he, <laughs> want, he wore it before week one. And they won, so now he's got to do that every Friday, whether they win or lose from here on out. I wear my Saquon Barkley jersey every Sunday when I watch the game. Same jerseys. Um, it's got to happen. So I have that little bit of superstition in me. So I think Mike and I did it for the same reasons a little bit. Um, <laughs> and then I also think Eric and Dave did it for the same reasons a little bit, for more mm. of uh, what they think is actually going to happen. Mm. I appreciate the sentiment. To all our all our listeners out there, don't get it twisted. We all still root for our teams. Like we would rather lose the pitch <laughs> sure. and have our sure. team win than uh but you know, we're realists around here. That's a given. That's a given. I will say, while I appreciate the sentiment, just remember, coming from a fan of the baseball team that I am, real fans wear the jersey the day after they lose, because that's when they need the support. <laughs> that's a principle right there. All right. Anyway. It's a lot of Mets jersey wearing over the years. God damn straight. <laughs> God damn right. Would have it no other way. Anyway, uh, with that. that, I'm fine with that one, though. I knew it was coming, and I set myself up for it. Okay, fine. God damn straight. Uh, anyway, we can move on here, because now it is time for Hastings Highlight of the Week. Oh, boy. Where do we go this week? This week's tough. There's a lot of there's a lot of tough games. Uh, that's what I mean. It's, you know, I mean, I'm not wasting my time on a Thursday night, or we know that's not going to be a good game. Is that a toilet bowl? It, has, it might have the potential for it. Uh, yeah. There are definitely some some games on on the, on the on the slot this week, but I will say the one that really just sticks out Sunday. There's was, one here, Dave. I'm gonna be surprised if you don't pick it. It sticks uh, out like a sore thumb. Sunday, one o'clock, two and O Buffalo Bills at the two and O Miami Dolphins. Ooh. There it is. There it is. That's the game of the week, right there. I mean, yeah. Miami took care of business against New England in week one, fought their asses off and fought back against uh, uh, Baltimore in week two. Um, yeah, that, that that's that's the highlight of the week. I think we'll, we'd all agree on that. If you could flex games in the third week of the season, I'd change the Cowboys-Giants game and put that in for Monday night. Mm. Uh, but either way um, – I don't know. Buffalo looks like world beaters right now. Miami looks like the team that, like, they look like Rocky to me. Like, they, <laughs> they get punched in the face. They can get knocked down. They can go 15 rounds, and they still seem to figure out a way to come out standing. Um, but I just – I know Buffalo's going to have to win and lose a game at some point. They're not going to go undefeated. Um, but I just don't think week three is the week it happens. Um so I'm going to take Buffalo on the road against Miami. Oh. A lot of Rocky references tonight, and I'm cool with it. Hard to be mad. I will. Yeah, 
It's Rocky Balboa. <laughs> and I played the music last week, so that, that's just that's poetic. Um, all right. This will be a good game. This is a good highlight right here. I agree with you guys. This probably would be the best game of the week here. Um, well, then you go next, Mike. I'm about to. That was that was part of the buildup. Um, I'll say this. Miami's riding high, and the fact that they are at home this week, and it definitely a team you can't take their eyes off of. Buffalo has had two really good wins in a row, and they're a good team. I think we all agree they're one of the best teams in the league this year. This could be a letdown game if they start feeling themselves a little too much here. And the fact that this is on the road, this would really be the – to me, this would be their first test to really see what they're made of. Um, I got to go with Buffalo on this one, though. I think Miami will put up a fight, though. And given the way the comeback went last week, if they decide to let Tua start slinging it early before they get down by a big margin again, should be interesting. But at this point, you kind of got to go with Buffalo until they give you a reason not to. So, yeah, I'm Buffalo, too, there. And apparently this week I'm working near Buffalo because I got to go to Albany every day this week. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Eric, who you got? Um, oh, This is a tough game because I believe in Miami. I believe in what they're doing. But I also think that Buffalo is the favorite to, to, to at least, you know, get out of the AFC. Um, oh. It's a tough one because you guys know I like Tua. Uh, well, I liked him coming out of college. I was down on him a lot of last year until he started to turn it around. Um, but uh, he, he's starting to impress, and maybe he just needed the change of coach. Maybe he needed the little bit of change of talent, obviously, when you bring in a guy like Tariq Hill and you pair him now with Jalen Waddle and he, like – they're pretty explosive. Um, that being said, the game is in Miami as well this week. And Buffalo, I don't believe, is a team that's going to go undefeated on the season. Mm, it's so tempting. I. It's, again, do I have the Debo size cojones to take Miami, who seems to be overachieving a bit at this point in the year? Um, but coming off a big win, do they have a letdown this week or do they rise to the occasion at home? I'm going to say if they have a chance to beat Buffalo at all this year, it is at home in Miami this coming weekend where it'll probably be warmer or war the warmest that Buffalo may play all year. Uh, I can't believe I'm talking myself into it. Give me the Dolphins. there it is there it is Bama boys represent there you go and Fife who you got can I just say I I knew before that whole build up that you were going to take Dolphins before (laughs) you even started talking Um, (laughs) but no for real though I think uh, honestly I think Buffalo's on a mission after the way their season ended last year I think that taste is still in their mouth I think if anyone, you know, both of you guys mentioned letdowns. I think if anyone's susceptible to a letdown, it might be a little less experienced uh, Miami Dolphins, although I'm sure Reek's going to be in their ear all week to not let down. Um, but I just think, I think Tua comes down to earth. I think Buffalo a little bit. I'm not going to say, you know, 
it's for all season, but I think Buffalo is a pretty complete team front to back offense, defense. Um, so I'm going Buffalo and I, I, I honestly don't even think it's going to be close. All right. Ever got Miami, everybody else, Buffalo there. So with that, it is time. Build up here. For Eric Tressler's Toilet Bowl of the Week. As I looked over. Is that nice. Okay. That was juicy. There that was go. juicy. Unlike unlike this this jump that's about to hit this toilet bowl. <laughs> Nothing juicy about it. Absolutely got to be the game that if you looked at, you're going to pass on even putting on your TV. It's got to be this terrible, terrible matchup of the Texans and the Bears. Mm. Um, both teams over. Uh, neither team is going to be very good. Yeah. Oh, I can is smell awful. that from here. Yeah, it's it's a bad game, and somebody's got to win it. I, I can't believe it. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Bears at home. Yeah, in a game this this shitty, I think the smart play is going with the home team there. And that's about the only advantage they really have, because like this is this is just a lesson in futility right here. So yeah, I'd, I'd second you. Yeah, I'd go with the Bears on that one too. Dave, who you got? Give me the Texans. Ooh, okay. Dave's just trying to gain ground in the standings. I see what you're doing there. The Texans have played their both games. There might be. Oh, one and one, but they played both games tight. They played both games close. They played pretty decent most of the time. The Bears basically look like shit in the first two weeks. So, give me the Texans. Okay. Five, who you got? Well, I mean, I think both of you guys forgot. I know it was a monsoon bowl, but uh, Bears won week one. I know Eric had mentioned they were over and everything. It was oh, a no, shitty, but even still, weather. they suck. They I'm sorry, they they, they still suck. They do. They're brutal. Oh, right. So Houston. Houston's not too good either. But um, I think Justin Fields has potential. Uh, I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he's a guy who's going to win you games yet. But kid's got a nose for the end zone when he moves his feet. So there's always that little bit of an X factor with a guy like that. I think I think this is going to be an ugly game. It was either going to be the toilet bowl or the shit show. I can tell you that now. Um, but I'm going to go with, uh, you know, out of love for my brother. I'm going to go. He's a big Bears fan. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. Not Bears. Okay. All right. So I don't know if you want to get him or if he gave you your his pick there, Fife. But the next... Game up is Larry Schmelrose's shit show of the week. Well, Larry. Sorry about that. Larry's in Saskatoon, and, uh, you know, he's preparing for a rough winter up there, so he just sends them to me. 
uh, through Telegram because, you know, they don't have a lot of uh, technology up that way. Not singing messenger? No, it's it's uh, it's as close as you can get to a pigeon. Um, okay. You know, so he sends it that way. And, uh, you know. Are there ravens the guy, up the guy, there? The guy, the guy can't even so, I'm should. sorry. Fine. I was just saying, yeah. the guy can't even afford a phone uh, because he wastes all his money on bets that he can't win. But anyway, <laughs> the um, game that he sent me for the shit show of the week, uh, he sent me two options because he figured Eric was going to take one as the toilet bowl, uh, which he did. So the other option was the Thursday night shit show of Jacoby Brissett versus Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, you know, two guys, uh, if you asked me two years ago, these guys told me they would start a game against each other. Uh, I'd have laughed at you. So we got the Steelers versus the Browns on Thursday night. That's going to be the shit show. Uh, I think it's going to be just as bad of a game as what we're going to see out of the Chicago bears and Houston Texans. Um, and in that game, no TJ Watt for the Steelers. They're in Cleveland. Cleveland's got a good defense, but that's about all they got. They got really no weapons on offense. And even if they do, they don't have anyone to get them to them. They do have weapons. They got Nick Chubb. They got Kareem Hunt. Then you got the Steelers. got Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson. It's a tough one, but I think Tomlin's going to get his guys up, and I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win the Thursday night game. Well, I think once we – noticed and said that Pittsburgh and Cleveland was the Thursday night game. I know Dave brought that up earlier. I think we knew it was going to be one of these two games. So the fact that it's the, huh? I said, absolutely. Yes. So I don't think it's all that surprising that this is at least one of these two games here. I will second you and Mr. Schmelrose on this one. And I will go with Pittsburgh. I will go one further, though. I say Pittsburgh trails at halftime, and Kenny Pickett starts the second half. There you go. That's a that's a bold prediction. Ah, hell yeah. It's, we like it bold here. All right. Dave, who you got? Uh, give me the brownies at home. Ooh, okay. Eric. Who you got? Dave, I hate to say it, but fuck you and fuck the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, it is time. <laughs> Eric, is it fair to assume that any game we do that involves having to pick the Browns, you're just going to pick the other team no matter what? It's looking that way. It, it, it could be that way. I, I have a visceral hatred for that organization right now that just hasn't fizzled out yet. You hate them more it, than the Eagles? They're my most hated team in the NFL right now. Wow. All from the Deshaun Watson thing. Yeah. Well, that and okay. just their years of ineptitude, and I thought they maybe – a few years ago when we were talking, I thought Baker Mayfield was going to be the guy to come in, turn it around. He clearly wasn't. I just, I am just over this organization. Fuck Brownie the Elf. <laughs> that Fuck didn't him. help. <laughs> okay. All right, with that, and for the record, this is going to be a recurring theme as long as I can keep coming up with stuff for this. Um, so now it is time for 
Eric Pfeiffer's Fight of the Week. That's fight song by Marilyn Manson. Go ahead. All right. I think um, there's a couple ways you could go here. I'm not even sure. I haven't even had a chance to look to see if the fight of the week has actually been good fights, close games. Anybody confirm or not confirm that? Well, okay. Um, week one or week two was what? Well, I got two picks here. So I think the fight of the week last week was Tampa Bay and New Orleans, right? And then yeah. he added Minnesota and Philadelphia into that. We, I think we all added Minnesota and Philly. Right, right, right. Okay. So Tampa Bay and New Orleans – you guys tell me. I, I feel like that was close. <laughs> you know what? There was a fight in the game, so I think we can. Uh... <laughs> Literally to the point where Mike Evans is suspended for a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that did happen. All right. 20 to 10, Tampa Bay wins, so that was not close. And then it looks like you had Cleveland and Carolina in the first week. I wasn't sure if that. I think that was the shit show. That, oh, okay. I apologize. You're right. New England and Miami. Okay. Which was a pretty good game, wasn't it? I'm uh, trying to find the numbers. 20 to right. 7. 20 to 7. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't. So, I got a lot of redeeming to do here. Um, <laughs> you get good think, music out of it. Yeah. I mean, I think um, there's a couple ways you could go, you know, and I think I'm going to go with a team who's looked fairly well this year. They played uh, Philly very strongly week one. Um, and then you had, you know, they, they fought hard. They came back. Uh, there's a lot of fight in this team. So you got to, you know, if they have a matchup where you think they're going to be able to have a chance, you got to put them in the fight of the week. And I'm going to go with the Lions versus the Vikings. Vikings coming off a tough loss to Philly. Um, Philly made them look very pedestrian on Monday Night Football. And you have the Lions who came back against Philly and gave them a battle. Um, it was not a game for a while, and then the Lions fought hard. I think, you know, I think their head coach has a lot to do with that. So, I don't know. This one could turn out to be a pretty pretty darn good football game. I'm hoping. Uh, I got a lot of hope for the Detroit Lions. They've been lower than low, but they, you know, sort of like the Cleveland Browns with class. So, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and Minnesota's at home. You know, I know I want to pick this game as the fight of the week. Not sure who I want to pick yet, but you know, don't what? start it off then if you don't know. Well, you I know, know. Right, you sure mean the Vikings? <laughs> well, I'm going to go Vikings. Give me Adam Thielen, Jefferson, Cook, those guys to bounce back. I think they come back. Plus, we know that Kirk Cousins is much better at one o'clock on a Sunday than he is in prime time. I'm going to take the Vikings. Give me the team that's got actual heart and an actual fight and a coach that will punch somebody in the face. I want Detroit. You want to go, Fife, or you want me to throw it to Dave? I'm ready to go. I'm taking Detroit as well. Um, I just think these guys have no quit in them. And it doesn't – like. The last, Dalvin Cook was out. They also have no talent either. They don't have they're, the talent. Like I, you they can't got tell me there's talent in a team. There is. They, they might TJ, have. TJ oh, Hawkinson. They got Amon Ross St. Brown. They got DeAndre Swift. There's talent there, man. 
They have, they have offensive weapons. It's their defense that we're all concerned about. But if their offense can find a way to continue to put points on the board, they're going to be a tough team to beat all year long. Like if you go and you play Detroit, whether it's at your home or their home, better be ready to battle because they're not going to quit on you. They're going to keep coming, and they're going to keep coming, and they're going to keep coming. Um, so give me Detroit. Give me Dan Campbell to get these guys to 2-1, and one, above 500 for, I don't know, I couldn't remember the last time they were above 500. This team played a lot of tight games early last year. Uh, they lost some freakish ways last year. I don't know if you guys remember or some heartbreaking ways, we'll say. So give me Detroit to get over the hump a little bit once in a while this year and to do it against a division rival Sunday at 1 o'clock. Yeah, and that guy, Amon uh, St. Brown, is making some noise entering uh, top 10 wide receiver status. I don't know if he's there, but he's kind of sort of putting himself in the conversation right now. So that's a pretty good weaponry. Go ahead. His his brother plays for the Bears. Uh, oh, ukulele saying I can't say his first name. It's not ukulele, but <laughs> ukulele. Uh, his his brother plays for the Chicago Bears. Also a wide receiver. They week one they scored touchdowns about sixty seconds apart, separate games. Their father was Mister Universe back when Arnold Schwarzenegger was bodybuilding. Just a little oh. uh, useless fact. We like you. Oh, Equimonious St. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Es- he was uh, on he, Yeah, he was <laughs> He was on the um he was on the Packers mm. last year, I think. Yeah, Episcopalian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ec- well, I know I I know I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but I I'm making I, I feel like it's Yeah. Yeah. Dave, who you got? Uh, yeah, give me the Vikings. That was quick. Equanimous. Okay, ukulele is fine, fine. Okay, we'll go with that. All right. So, (laughs) that's our picks for week three ukulele. All right. Did anybody have anything else football-wise they wanted to throw in tonight? Um, college football. If you watch it, then you know. I I didn't. I did not get a chance to on Saturday. I know you told me about the one game to watch. I'm I'm sorry, Eric. I did not watch it. Georgia looks dominant. Uh, they're still number one in the poll. Um, Alabama played a cupcake, so they they rolled fifty-five to seven, I think. Um, uh, Oregon number twenty-five beat number twelve Baylor. Uh, I'm trying to think. Penn State beat up on an unranked Auburn team, but did beat up on an Auburn team. So I'll say give five, give five his props there for uh, Penn State him. beating an SEC team. Yeah. They were 22, 42, 41 week. to 12. They were 22 going into the week. I don't know. Uh, I haven't had a chance to see where they're at right now. But. The rankings right now have them at 14. All right. They got it. They, you know, there's a lot of future there in Penn State. I don't really like – I'm not a big fan of their quarterback right now, but they got some future there. They got a couple – they got a true freshman running back, uh, Shades of Saquon Barkley back there, and they have a true freshman quarterback right now sitting behind the senior who they're just trying to get some tape. But this kid can throw – he can spin a football, man. Uh, look out for him. It's going to be – he's going to be a real deal dude if he keeps <laughs> playing as well. As a true freshman – <laughs> he's putting balls in places he's not supposed to be able to. So 
I'm excited for the future of Penn State. I'm not saying this is the year. Uh, maybe if they had that ridiculous 12-team playoff, uh, they could find their way into the top 12. Um, but they're going to have some some hiccups as the year goes. They're not going to be top four, so they probably won't be. They won't be in the playoff this year. They'll have a nice little bowl game, Tostitos or some shit, out back. Who knows? But uh, well, it, who knows? Within the next couple of years, yeah, the who knows? <laughs> the, who, the who knows bowl. But you know, next year, year after, uh, they may turn some heads on you. Mm. The who knows bowl sponsored by Jewel. Week, I just. I just wanted to throw a big up biggest upset of the week was uh unranked Washington beating number eleven Michigan State thirty-nine to twenty-eight. Other than that, uh pretty much all the other ranked teams won this week. Uh Texas AM also ranked twenty-fourth, beat uh Miami. Uh that was the one I told you to watch this week, Mike, if you were gonna watch one. And I really um, wanted to, truthfully. I just got twenty-four home too versus late. thirteen and the twenty-four one, so um, the, those were kind of the biggest upset, the three upsets of the week. Uh, but yeah, other than that, looking forward to next week, next week, I'm seeing you have, uh, number five, uh, Clemson at number 21, Wake Forest. Um, as far as other notable games, you have Florida number 20 at number 11, Tennessee. Uh, that's three 30 Saturday afternoon on CBS. Um, you also have number 10, Arkansas. Versus number 23, Texas A&M at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Um, that should be another really good game. Um, seeing if there's anything else to join. Those are the games that jump out to me this week. Penn State's playing a cupcake, so that's why I didn't mention them. They're playing Central Michigan. Yeah, Central um, Michigan and, and Northwestern. Yeah. October 15th yeah. is going to be a big test. That, that's going to be the test to see where they're at. They they can get, see how close they can keep it to Michigan. Alabama's tough stretch starts next week. They got, I think, three weeks in a row playing ranked opponents. Uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Texas A&M before they go back to playing an unranked team. So they got a tough stretch coming up as well. Remember the name okay. Drew, Drew Alar. Drew A-L-L-A-R. Drew Alar. Remember that name. <coughs> okay, what position? Quarterback. True freshman, Penn State. Um, telling you, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen them have, and he's only a true freshman. So it's going to be very interesting okay. to see this kid's career unfold out. You know, he got recruited by Penn State first. Um, he was, I think, a, a two- or three-star recruit, committed to Penn State, blew up in his junior and senior year, set records. Uh, all of a sudden, all the big schools came calling, and he stuck to his guns. He said, no, I committed to these guys. Um you know, Ohio State, Ohio State, you can go screw, tell everybody to fuck off, and he stayed with Penn State, excuse my language. So, I like the kid. I like how he throws the football. He's about, I think he's like 6'6", 225 pounds as a true freshman. The big boy. Spin it. Probably going to be a very good NFL quarterback as long as he develops. Okay. Dave, you got anything you want to throw in? Uh, no, I did not get the chance to uh, watch college football on Saturday. Okay. All right. Did we have anything else you guys wanted to throw in sports-wise? Um, I don't think so. Okay. The president. Hey, you got the president. Oh, go uh, 
golf coming up this, I think this weekend, you, uh, the U S has beat the international team six years in a row. So looking to make it seven, but yeah, other than that, no basketball is in a couple weeks. Hockey's in a couple weeks. Best time of the year is almost here. It is. And on that note, fellas, uh, I do. I did not get to watch any Cobra Kai yet, so I, I would like to exit before any spoilers come on. Plus, I got to get going. No, I don't want to talk about it then. Late. If you haven't, if you if you haven't seen it yet, then I don't want to even talk about it yet. We'll wait until you've seen it before. But I am fully th- through it. I didn't think I was saying any spoilers, but after Mike said something, I was like, you know, I'm not going to say anything else just to make sure. I, yeah, I it's like not. It's not that but I thought it, you were saying spoilers. I just thought you should have let him see certain moments for themselves right, even though you going, were funny I'm not, I'm not saying you weren't funny eric we're, we're going too far right? i do have to go it's getting a little late for me um but i will say on my way out i hope you all enjoyed a little fife in your life this evening and uh i'll catch you guys next week Sounds all good. right Stay man sweaty. thanks for being here buddy eric pfeiffer ladies and gentlemen thank you for having me later boys absolutely all right um, so, okay, we, we could do a little bit pop culture. Uh, Dave, I don't know if She-Hulk, House of Dragon, I know you weren't caught the up guy, last I gotta be week. honest, is She-Hulk even worth talking about, though, anymore? Like, I gotta be honest, like, I'm, I, and Dave, I'm the, no, zero spoilers, so even if you haven't seen it, nothing here that's gonna blow your mind or, or anything. I'm getting kind of bored. I'm trying, it, it does- I enjoyed the first couple episodes. But the more the show is going on, the less interested I feel like I am in the show. Dave, how far are you in it? No, I, I am caught up on that. I'm not caught up on how to, but I am caught up on that. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. The last episode outside of the little, uh, you know, teaser for Daredevil at the end. Um, outside of that, that last episode actually did bore me. I, I actually have to agree with Eric on that one. Not that I'm going to... I thought I'm getting oh. bored with the show, but the episode itself, I, I was kind of bored with until the... Uh, the but there's just not much to talk about. Like, there's even, like, to break down anything else. Like, there's nothing, nothing like, oh, my God, did you guys see this? What could this mean? Like, there's nothing to it. It's just like, oh, okay, that, that was a show that happened. Like, I don't hate that it happened, but I'm also not, like, you know... I, I will dying. say... Like, I'm not, I'm not dying for the next episode, and, like, I definitely definitely feel like other shows are better on television right now um i'm just gonna state that before no spoilers no anything not talking out but it just other shows are better than the show on tv right now Uh, that's what it comes down to all i'm gonna say is that while i do feel like the last couple episodes have not been as good as the first couple episodes i'm still hopeful it will get better this past episode did feel like the entire point of the whole episode and everything was just to show us Daredevil's helmet in a box. It did feel like that entire episode was just about that moment and the other 20 minutes you almost didn't need to see. I will say that. So I was disappointed by that, and I hope this is the only episode I can say that about. When we get, what is it, nine? It's nine episodes, right? Uh, I thought it was eight. But could be wrong. I think it's nine. So I, I think you're right now. with nine. I think it's nine. Yeah. I believe it's nine. 
Um, yeah. But either way, I, I, it's yeah. I don't uh, know, I, Dave. Do you have any interest in uh, the show that's starting? Uh, the next show that's starting on Disney Plus this week, uh, Metal Andor. Any interest in that? Are you watching that? Nine. It is nine. Um, I mean, you know. I grabbed my attention when I saw the commercial for it, but I feel like I, there's so much about it that I just don't understand that I'm not overly uh, hyped up to watch it, I guess you'd say. Well, I've only seen Rogue One <laughs> once, and I think this is like almost like a prequel to Rogue One. And I'm yeah. like, but I, I've yeah. only seen Rogue One once. And I enjoyed it for what it was, but like, I don't remember much about it. So I'm just hoping it entertains me. I go into all these shows, even if I don't know them, just entertain me. Like, I didn't know shit about The Mandalorian or any of that stuff. Just entertain me, and it did. So that's all I'm hoping for out of this one. I'm going to give it a chance. Janice will not watch any Star Wars with me whatsoever. Yeah, even (laughs) Mandalorian. She's just out on all Star Wars. So I watched this one on my own. Is there a reason Um, for that? She just doesn't doesn't care for Star Wars at all for any reason. I will say is, this: if I if I can throw this, okay, if I can throw this in real quick, I haven't been less interested in any of these Disney Plus shows than I've been in this Andor show. I I don't understand why we needed a prequel to Rogue One. I don't understand why this is the character we chose. I don't understand why they're doing this series in the first place. Because I guess it's the political intrigue slash the like spy nature it's almost like you know uh i get it but i just like you know, that kind of that, that espionage type thriller that they're going for i think i i don't know but that that's just what i'm gathering from some of the stuff i've seen but you think of the other stuff star wars wise that's on disney plus that has that in rebels and clone wars and even obi-wan to an extent there's a hint of that kind of in mandalorian and um you got you got a whiff of it kind of in uh, Boba Fett, aka uh, just watched the last two and a half episodes, half episodes to see Mandalorian 2.5. I just I I'm not saying I'm definitely not going to watch it. I'm just saying right now I couldn't care less about that show. Maybe what? that's just me. Maybe that's just me. No. I don't know. I, I I don't understand why I'm supposed to care about this. So no, I agree. I, I, yeah. So I'm sorry to kill the conversation on that. No, no, you listen, it doesn't yeah. kill the conversation. I was just wondering if there was any, because that's the only other thing coming out, really. I mean, other than shows that you guys don't watch, but because like, there's another season of Challenge coming out, Survivors starting, Amazing Race. I don't know if you guys watch any of those shows, but those are all yeah. coming back. But I know you guys normally don't watch those shows, so I didn't bring it up, but I know sometimes you guys are, are more into this kind of stuff. So that's why I figured I'd bring this up, but. Well, good TV starting up. It is the fall. Um, yeah, catch some of it if you can. And yeah, that's all. And Dave, I think I want I, w- I would like to get your thoughts in the next week or two if you do happen to get caught up on Game of Thrones because um, it is intriguing and it is it's 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 bringing me back to those like seasons one through six of Game of Thrones that we used to like. You know what I mean? Like, gotcha. but, yeah. I mean, Dave, I got to be honest. I credit you. You're the person who got me to watch Game of Thrones. It wasn't until 
I never watched Game of Thrones until you were bringing it up on the show years ago, back when we were in Elizabeth, you know? Um, that's, that's how long ago it's been. And, you know, I, uh, so I credit you for watching it, but, uh, at the same time, interested to, to hear your thoughts on the last couple episodes. Um, cause I have lots of thoughts and yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I, 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 I made concrete plans with my friend this coming Sunday night. So, cause I was like, yo, the Cowboys aren't playing until Monday. Like, I'm coming by Sunday night. We're gonna, we're gonna, like I watched the first two episodes with her and uh, it, Nessie. Um, yeah, yeah. Watched first two episodes with her, and then you know life got in the way, so I haven't seen her in a couple of weeks. So uh, we made we we made a concrete pack uh, for Sunday night. I'm going by her place. We're gonna watch catch up on everything. So by next Tuesday, I'll be good. Mm. All right, nice. Here, here's all I will say, non-spoiler wise. I like it. The show is good. Eric, you just kind of put it in the category with the good stuff of Game of Thrones. I, I'm not totally there yet. No, no. I'm saying it could get there. It's trending in okay. that direction. It okay. has more of that feel to it. You know what I mean? Like where where things are, are you know, ha, you know, I, I'm not going to, again, not going to say anything. I just want you to enjoy it, but it just it has more of that flair to it to me than it does, you know, the latter seasons. It has more, I, you know, I, so. I will say this. I feel like this episode coming up is going to be pivotal to how I feel about it and to how I feel a lot of people feel about it. This next episode, I feel, is going to be pivotal to that. So I, I don't think you're in for a bad trip, though, Dave. How many episodes are you behind? I've seen the first. Three, it sounds like. So if he's watched the first two, then he's behind three. So that's why he's got a lot to still catch up on. So I don't want to ruin. Oh, anything. you you definitely got a got a lot. There's a lot in the last two episodes. I'll say that. So three episodes. It's a we just saw episode five, I think. Yeah, but he said he saw the first three episodes, right? No, first two, two, two. Oh, yeah, yeah. I stand by my previous statement. Yeah, you got a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to uh, unpack there. So, all right. I think with that, did anybody have anything else they wanted to bring up? Um, Only twice? I think I'm good on that. Okay. Eric, Yankees are still doing all right? We're doing all right. Uh, Two to one. Judge, the only thing I want to mention, Dave, and you you could even chime in on this. Don't know. And and I guess maybe I'm going to pitch it to you this way. As a casual fan, any interest in Judge going for for sixty two? Oh, I'm rooting for it, dude. I'm all for records being broken. So get, bring it, bring it on. Give it to me. Let's see it. Let's enjoy it. And- Do you think, as a casual fan, it would be something that? Because I can remember years ago when McGuire and Sosa and those guys were doing it. They would literally like Sports Center, or whatever, would just cut right to the at bat, and you would just watch the at bat live. Do you think that it gets to a point like that where, like, you know, we're, you, you know, they're going to be cutting, like, say, on Sunday? I could almost see, like, say it happened on Sunday. Say it goes and he doesn't do it for the rest of the week and it happens on Sunday. I could totally see Scott Hansen doing a fucking, like, uh, one of the boxes and doing, like, a we're double boxing here. Aaron Judge's, you know, plate appearance. 
and him going for 62 and yet maybe getting 62. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that, but I do you see it as something that could reach that level of, of do you think other people out there really want to see it? And that's why I pitch it to you, Dave, because you're the most casual baseball fan we got. So if you have interest in it and it's something you would want, I wonder if it's something they're going to do. So I'll, I'll throw it to you guys. I mean, I'll say I wouldn't be mad if I was sitting here watching uh, Red Zone on Sunday and they like cut to it to see if he hit it. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset about that. I, I think it'd be pretty cool to w- witness that type of history, especially being from this area and, and knowing what it means. Like, I think, uh, I think that alone also carries some weight to it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have any problem with them doing that. I think it'd be pretty cool. Listen, it would almost be like a red zone trip. It's like, all right, we're going to his one plate appearance. And then if he hits it, he hits it. If he doesn't, all right, we're moving on. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like treat it as a red zone appearance, you know? I I don't think there'd be anything wrong going double box and then throwing that up. If I could throw something in real quick. In my opinion, Judge is hitting 65 home runs this year. I, that's my prediction. I said it to somebody earlier in the week, actually. I'm going to stand by that. I hope they do that with Judge because that means that they will look at what is going on here in the same vein as they did all those years ago with the steroid guys who are the reason why so many people are looking at what Judge is doing as the chance of legitimately breaking the home run mark because, unfortunately... Like, Eric, you know this. You can't look at McGuire's record. You can't look at Bonds' record. You can't look at them as totally legitimate because they're not. So I want them to cover Judge the way they did back in 98 and 2001 because it'll mean that, you know, it has the same meaning as that stuff because it should. It should mean more than that, truthfully. Yeah, I don't think I left you. Oh, oh, go okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was I was just saying I don't think you're wrong, my friend. Mm. All I was gonna say was I left everybody speechless. Hey, all right. What do you say, Eric? (laughs) No, I mean you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm just excited Mm. for him. I'm just excited that it couldn't have happened to uh, a better play, uh, you know, person, player, you know. As far as you know, role model and that kind of person, really don't hear Aaron Judge's name in the in the in the spotlight for the wrong reasons. He's he's a good dude. He's well respected, well loved by by the team and the fans. And uh, you know, he's having a special season. And I'm just happy that I get a chance to watch it. I mean, I even look back at my dad. You know, my dad was only five years old when Maris hit 61, you know, he doesn't remember that, that vividly. Um, so this is like one of the best seasons he's ever seen and to be able to share that. And it, it, it does, it means something. It's, it's cool. And, uh, I hope that, uh, I hope, I hope he breaks it and, you know, I hope that they do do something special. Like I said, if it happens on the weekend or whatever, what I hate though, is Friday's game is going to be on Apple TV. And if you don't have Apple TV, you're not going to get a chance. And I don't think they're going to cut to it. And because it's going to be on a streaming service, not necessarily on cable service. So I don't know how they would cut to it as easily. Maybe MLB Network would. I don't know. 
But yeah, I'm. I just hope it doesn't happen on Friday. Yeah, I'm not hearing any good things about that Apple TV broadcast outside of the fact that, you know, it's moving to a streaming service and you need to have the streaming service to have it. Just in terms of the actual broadcast, I haven't heard one goddamn good thing about that all season. So anyway, all right. But you guys are doing all right. We're doing all right. Everybody's doing all right. I think with that, unless anybody have anything else, we can get out of here for tonight. So thank you, everybody, for listening to us on all our various podcasting outlets, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. Rate, share, subscribe, like, do all the things. Thank you to Eric Pfeiffer for being with us earlier tonight. Thank you guys, as always, for being here with me tonight. Uh, Like we are every week, always a highlight of the week here. Let's do some final thoughts. Dave Hastings. Do the thing. Do those things you're supposed to do. I like that. That's a good one. I'm gonna keep saying that. I like that. Doing, Mike. That was fucking fun. I thought. Thank you. Thank you. you. Uh, Yeah. Hey, always a pleasure being here. Till next time, guys. (laughs) Stay sweaty. Stay sweaty, Dave and Eric Tressler. As always, my friends, stay sweaty till next week. Thank you, Eric. And I am Mike Agliolaro. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see y'all next week.